today we have Shona here. She's a fifth year engineering design master student. Uh, she's a fifth year because she did a year in industry. In her spare time, she likes to. Uh, so, what do you like to do? So, um, some of the things I've become involved with since um, joining university are the salsa society. So, I go and do some salsa dancing every Monday. Um, also, um, I helped to um, found the Scouts and Guides Society. So. Um, uh, that involved uh, kind of setting up a weekly meeting for that and in addition to that I help out with brownies every week which are 8 to 10 year old guides and sometimes cups too so uh, getting straight into this um, what A-levels did you do um, when you were like 17, 18 and also why did you pick those A-levels so the A-levels I did were maths, further maths and physics and also design um, I picked design um, because I really like the idea of taking an idea that I'd thought up and making it real so um, that was something that was I thought was really cool that you could take something that you'd thought up and make it a real thing and I thought to be able to understand that you needed something like a physics application also the physics syllabus looked cool there we were finding about out about um, kind of the electrons and protons and neutrons and what makes up an element and that made me excited to see how they interacted another subject I took was maths I took maths because I was good at maths at GCSE and it made me happy to do something that I thought I was good at um, and then I thought I wanted to pursue something STEM-like. I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to go to university, but I thought I wanted to go in that um, kind of direction. And further maths fitted with the kind of groups of options that I was given at A-level and was also um, something that seemed to, like it would help me in my future career. Okay, so, so you weren't um, sure that you wanted to go to university? No, um, I wasn't sure till a lot later on. Um, I was lucky enough to do an assortment of summer schools um, for students that either like didn't go to private school or happened to be from a certain background or actually I went to also a paid one which allowed me to be exposed to the university environment and actually so I didn't decide that I wanted to go to university until the summer of year 12 it wasn't something I'd grown up dreaming I'd do it was something that I developed through being able to go to these different opportunities how, how can someone listening in uh, get into a program like this how did you get yourself into one of these programs it's amazing what you can find if you Google stuff. So I started by Googling summer school applications. Um, things I found were um, a Sutton Trust one um, designed for people who um, were the first person in their family to go to university and also from a state school. Um, another program that is also available is called a Unique Summer School, UNIQ, and they're aimed at state school pupils um, and give them an opportunity to go to Oxford for a week. Now, I was fortunate enough to be accepted, had an amazing time, um, but did maths for a week. And what I learned from doing maths for a week was that it was absolutely not my cup of tea. And I guess that's something that was really important to me with discovering. This is, uh, so you did maths for a week, what, in Oxford? Yeah. Oxford University? Yeah. Okay, and this is for part of the summer school? Yes, so that's okay. a different one that I went to. So there's a Sutton Trust option. Okay. Where I went to Imperial um, for a week. Uh-huh. There's a unique summer school option, which is Oxford only. Sutton Trust is a few different universities. Um, and in addition to that, there's the Head Start course. Um, Head Start course is typically paid, um, but I think there are a few grants you can get. And I went to Brunel University for that, but there are a few options you can do. Um, I guess if you're a little bit younger and listening to us, there's a thing called the Dragonfly Scheme, similar to the Head Start scheme, but aimed at GCSE girls. Oh, cool. 
So how did you know um, that that was very proactive of you at a, such a young age to you know go out and seek out these things? I can't recall me being ever being that proactive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so were, were you just was there like was there a certain push or like a drive or motivation factor uh, when you which made you um, yeah look up these things or were you just did you think it was just a good idea? You know, I might as well try this out. I um, might as well do it. It felt like a good idea. It felt fun. It felt like a good way to spend a summer. It felt like a way to meet new people in a really cool environment. Also, as well, if you're signing up to something for three, four, in my case, five years, actually being informed by that decision is helpful. And being able to explore all the options you've got available is a good idea the way I chose to do that was through summer schools but equally uh, and you know I was lucky enough to get on them but there are other ways of doing it too visiting a university I can remember I visited a few universities looked at the buildings and thought there is no way I want to go here I just don't feel at home here and those are other kind of options that made me think oh do I want to do this do I do I not um going to the open days and speaking to the people on the stands and I felt very much when I was at A-level kind of age, they were talking about all these modules like thermodynamics. I had no idea what they were going on about. And the kind of universities that I then um, chose to go to or considered further were the ones where people could explain to me what those words meant. And that made me think that they would be good universities to go to because they were teaching people in a way that I could understand. And therefore, I thought I would be able to understand the content if I went... After all that, why did you choose engineering design as opposed to um, another engineering degree? So my answer for that, I guess, is probably um, not the most informed decision I've ever made, I guess. When I was at GCSE age, um, I was lucky enough to go and present my work at the Crest Awards. I did a biology project called How Clean Was Soap? And that involved... Um, how clean my soap? How clean was oh, soap? How clean was soap? So that involved getting some E. coli, putting on a, a Petri dish, which is like some squidgy... Egg, well, it on some agar jelly, which is some squidgy jelly that makes or that allows the bacteria to grow. And then popping some soap in the middle of that kind of bacteria that was growing and see if it, seeing if it killed it. Um, at the time, it was just a laugh with my friend that we were doing it in a science project. As a science project in my school, like, no, you should submit that to the crest award so off we went had a great time um learned how to make rings out of starburst wrappers like you do and at the end they're like you've made it through to the next round we were like right okay was this like a group project then oh it's just me and my friend steph um and the crest awards is something that um, goes on nationally so there's a regional thing which and then there's a final thing so we got through to the final thing um various different age ranges you can do this at bronze, silver and gold level depending on your age and your kind of level of science I guess we went in at bronze I hadn't made some time um, met a guy from Airbus and he sounded really cool and then um, had to go to my careers advisor meeting and they were like what do you like and I was like well I like design and I like maths and I might want to be an engineer so we typed these words into google and engineering design came up. This was when I was in, like, year 9, 10. I was like, oh, okay. Then that thought went to the back of my head, and, you know, fast forward to year 12, and I hadn't really been considering applying to university, and my teachers were like, what do you mean? You, you're not considering applying to university? And I was like, well, 
what is this? Is this this magic place that people go and they get these qualifications? Do I need a degree? What's one of those? Like, why? And they're just like looking at me like I'm mad. So that was when I decided to do my proactive, I guess, in your words, research and look at these summer schools. Um, and then they were like, right, okay, you don't, you don't get it, do you? You should be applying to Oxford or Cambridge. I was like, nah, I shouldn't. They're like, yes you should this argument went on for some time and on the 1st of October I decided I'd be applying to Oxford now um, I don't know if you guys know but actually like the deadline for um, applying to Oxford and Cambridge is the middle of October so having done no I mean zero university application stuff only having this information that I gained from the few open days I'd been to in summer schools to producing a like fully fledged application I did the whole thing in 13 days um some advice don't 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 do that don't do it in 13 days it's not enough time to do that so um uh, Oxford was one of my top choices um and then I was like you need another and I use the words in inverted commas good university to apply for I was like uh okay well in year nine they said like engineering design might be something i want to i want to do okay i'll put that down and that was kind of why i initially chose to apply there was no kind of is it good at this is it good at that it was near home which was an important factor to me at the time and they said i'd be good at it so it, I, I guess i was like a um a product of my environment in the kind of way that i chose that that's an interesting way of, that's a good way of putting that i guess um yeah, because it's like, it's no joke, a five-year degree. Um, did you know at that time what an industry placement was? or? Yeah, so and um, I kind of knew I'd be um, wandering around, I guess, an engineering office trying to make myself useful in my year in industry placement. Um, and actually, so to begin with, you pick five universities. So it was just one of my choices. It wasn't necessarily my top choice. In fact, at the time, my top choice, I thought was going to be Cardiff Uni. Went to Cardiff Uni, it wasn't for me. Um, went to Loughborough Uni, um, it was another of my options. Thought the course was great, but Loughborough was miles away. And the person that I was talking to at the time um, was not, didn't feel as informed as the people I was talking to at Bristol. And so I was like, oh, okay, um, maybe maybe not. Also applied to Plymouth, um, went down there. They've got an amazing campus down there, but didn't like what they were going to teach me. Didn't think that was something that was going to be useful to me. Um, so those were the reasons I didn't pick those ones. And then you've got this course that I picked where the cohort was quite small. Um, you've got a year in industry. And I thought, well, how do you test if this is something you want to do? Because they're using these big words like thermodynamics that I don't currently understand. And maybe I'd enjoy that. Maybe I wouldn't. How do I test that actually the theory that I'm going to learn is going to be something I want to do every day? Maybe a placement would be good for that. And so that helped me um, choosing what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good answer, actually. That's a really good way of like putting things in perspective. Also, um, just to give the audience a bit more information, yeah, um, you don't have to go and do a year in placement. That's sandwiched into the degree itself. No. If if you want, you could apply for you know summer internships, yeah. and that can give you a relatively similar experience as the whether you actually you know would like to do engineering and would like to stay in that field or not. Yeah, personally for me, I. I actually did an internship. I didn't get paid for it, actually. Uh, I just wanted to do it because I wanted to... Uh, I, I did this at the end of second year. I wanted to do it because I wanted to see exactly if this is something that I wanted to do. Yeah, sure. At the end of uh, fourth year, at the end of my master's degree, um, I encourage you guys to actually um, 
do this even if you don't get paid for it uh, it's such a good opportunity um, it's gonna suck you know just like um, you know shadowing engineers or maybe not, do, not doing that much but that experience is so good uh, and if you put it on your CV employers like highly re- regard that um, so yeah so I highly recommend uh, some sort of experience like that I've also done now three summer placements might be two one, two, three months of my placements and one week long summer placement. And again, as Derek was saying, actually some of the stuff that you can gain from that is also invaluable. Um, the reason I did mine was I needed a job over the summer um, and it turned out that actually I could get paid for doing a thing that I might want to do. So it was like a two birds in, in one stone kind of category. So I'd really recommend the placement of any kind of um, length of time um, or position because even if you, you've got two options, you either go into a placement that you think you want to do and discover you like it, in which case, great, you can carry on to that path or discover you don't like it. Also great because you can change your path and that's so valuable knowing that before you get spat out into what I like to call the real world, which I'm rapidly approaching, um, you get to find out what's good and bad for you. So taking another turn, mm-hmm. growing up, you know, in school, um, was did you face any difficulties uh, when you when you decided that you wanted to become an engineer or when this was in your mind? So difficulties I faced are varied. Um, I'm the first person in my family to go to uni. My family are incredibly supportive, you know, more than happy to drive me to my open days, listen to whatever nonsense that I've got going on about. Um, But don't, like, they've not been. So you can't get a direct, like, this is how I felt at university from from my parents because they've not been it doesn't mean they're not great it just means that their perspective is different so that's your first challenge of like well I want to do this thing that no one I've been around has ever done before how do you go about doing it and I guess that was what led me to be so proactive with the summer schools like how do you get the information if it's not there something like a summer school is really beneficial most schools have a careers advisor also don't forget that any teacher that you're around will have been to university so if you've not got that support from like naturally from your background that's okay there are people around you that do have that and don't be afraid to go and ask them I had a great physics teacher um well several but one in particular who studied engineering and he was more than happy to listen to my questions um when I had them and I had numerous but like use those bits of support so that was my first challenge um my second challenge I guess it wasn't a challenge but it was more a shock to the system you you kind of like when you get into your classrooms you realize that actually there are more guys than girls um it affects different people differently for me I took a head-on approach of like okay we're all equal here let's get on with it and that for me worked really well I guess the key is to remember like you're as good as anyone else in the room and to follow up through particularly when you you know if you choose to go to university and apprenticeships another option you could consider um like believing that from the start and letting things like your exam results and what you think is good for you pave the way of whether you think you're good or not not about you know whether there are people like you there or any of that but I get that that's hard that um sometimes you want to identify with someone like you and perhaps sometimes in an engineering environment there isn't always that but if you look hard enough and I guess it's hard that you have to look that hard being a female engineering um there are plenty of people out there to support you so yeah that, that, those are really, two really good points um, made there you know when you're young uh, it's difficult to be in that sort of mindset where 
you proactively you know seek out mentors and seek out information and people that that can help you but one of my favorite quotes um for me personally is ask and you shall receive i think it's like from the bible and honestly like if if you there are people around you and if you just ask them for just different things a lot of the, a lot of the time they will give it to you you know whatever information you need and they'll be happy to give it to you and you know if if they don't help you you know if they don't give you the information that you need who cares you didn't lose anything right so actually you know whether that be teachers or just applying for just things online or anything or even like you know if you know a friend of a friend uh, who who works in an engineering company just you know asking uh, the, the asking them for opportunities is good uh, another thing you mentioned is um you know engineering is a male dominated uh, environment it's becoming less and less so i think more girls are actually tuning in slowly slowly, slowly it's slowly. yeah um yeah, so I wouldn't. So your advice is, um, don't don't care about that. Well, it doesn't like, matter. Keep going. Um, you'll you'll find that there are other women about, and you'll find that other people want to listen to you, and you'll find that largely, um, the guy like the guys will treat you as an equal. Like, just don't don't spend your time stressing about it. It's not something you can change by worrying about it. It's something you can change by hitting your engineering head on, getting stuck in, and getting involved. Awesome, cool. I met you uh, when I was in my third year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were doing one of my modules. How come you chose? Because the thing with your engineering design degree is, um, we had Patrick on uh, earlier, who also does engineering design. Yeah, you can specialize into different, uh, you know, categories. Whether you can specialize into mechanical, specialize into aero, or maybe even other things. Yeah. How come? Why did you personally choose to specialize into some of the more aero modules? Oh, again, my answer is, I guess, based on various different things. We've got three choices. Um, when you're an engineering design student, aero, mechanical, or civil. Now, the way that looked to me as a second-year um, engineer on a piece of paper was civil engineering had loads of modules called geo this, geo that. What that meant was rocks, rocks, and rocks. And I thought, I really don't need two modules of my life, like a quarter or a third of that year, to be spent looking at rocks. It's not what I want to do. I don't want to look at rocks. So that ruled out civil engineering for me. Um, mechanical engineering, I said, mathematical proof after mathematical proof after mathematical proof. And I thought, hmm, not, not really something I'm feeling. And that's not to say that actually that's what either civil engineering or mechanical engineering is. It's just that's what it felt like to me at the time. Then I got to the aerospace options and it said things like um oh we get to do flight dynamics and control p.s if you do this module you get to go in a glider i was like oh i'd like to go in a glider and then there was another module called something something space and also, i was like okay, can i just add in by the way that's it was awesome experience i got to like do a rolly um, like a, a barrel roll and just like oh my god it was amazing can i just say it turned out i did not have such a great time still to date the only person to throw up in a glider like i threw threw up in a glider yeah i threw up the glider no way yeah 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 um it over myself and then the instructors hood so the moral of the story is if you get to go in a glider turns out you're not necessarily gonna have a fun time and maybe you should pick other other methods to uh (laughs) to uh pick your modules but that was one i went with you you kept that one secret i didn't know you didn't you never told me that (laughs) funnily enough no (laughs) no i thought that was a why just keep under my hat um space systems though an amazing (laughs) module taught by a really inspiring female lecturer there were some awesome demos and i wanted to be a rocket scientist i thought wow that's cool um and so when you've got these cool opportunities on offer um and also at the time, again, it's university dependent. Um, the aerospace 
units were more coursework based and I thought that would suit me better so there are all these kind of things that cut like um, factors that come into play whether you think you're going to be interested and engaged is so important if you think it's going to bore you to tears don't do it or get more information to decide whether that's true or not but just taking it for the sake of taking it um it's probably not the way forwards um and also thinking about what you want your end career to be um i discovered by taking the aerospace modules what i was doing is like the mechanical engineering degree plus a bit and so i felt like i wouldn't be limited by any mechanic like from any mechanical engineering job by taking the aerospace modules um like too much um whereas i thought if i was doing the mechanical engineering degree i wouldn't gain you know the understanding of going in a glider and discovering that makes me really sick or any of those kind of um bits that make um like you that are necessary that you need to have to be an aerospace engineer um cool so do you have any plans after you graduate um oh, plans, plans after i graduate what a lovely question so i think what most people find or seemingly from my um, understanding of talking to other people is that when you get to the end of your degree um, I guess expect to feel like you do now expect to not be sure about what you want to do next expect to have to go and search for the options and that's okay that doesn't mean you're any further behind it's just like a natural part of doing an engineering degree or any other degree I guess all the advice we've given today is generally quite applicable to other subjects um Currently, I'm searching for jobs, um, both within the engineering sector and outside of it. That's not to say that uh, I don't want to do engineering. It's just to say I've picked, again, as I said about modules, picked options that I think will interest me, from schemes where I'm managing people to schemes where I'm doing deep technical stuff. And I think my advice would be when you get this far is just to keep applying to things that you think will make you happy or that you could do every day and see what you get back. Cool. Cool. That's, I feel like that's a really good advice um, for me as well actually to be fair <laughs> um, and for final year students um, well it's been great to have you on I, I hope thanks for having me no worries no worries um, yeah I hope the audience has got a lot of value from this podcast and see you next time bye